0: welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast we're really excited today we are here to talk to one of our talented directors today we love talking with directors and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and we have today with us director Pat Kylie, who is here he's the director of the new film Christmas Ever After and Pat thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: thank you so much for having me Rachel
0: Yes. So this is really fun to talk to directors. We've had a few that have come on and I just, it's, it's such an interesting you have to keep track of kind of so many different aspects of, uh, of the process of filmmaking. I can imagine that's only much more so in this world of COVID uh, filmmaking. Uh, but let's start at the big beginning. How did you end up becoming a director? How did that happen?
1: Oh, uh, I got really lucky in university. I was I, I ended up just with this great group of filmmakers that were in my year and a year above me. And uh, we formed this um, sketch comedy troupe called Kidnapper Films. And what we did is that we would do these shows where we put uh, a sketch on stage. Then we dim the lights and project uh, a short that we made together. And so all through my early 20s, I was just writing, directing, acting, producing, and we were all doing it together. Uh, and then with those people, I made my first feature when I was 26, which was called uh, Who is K.K. Downey? And then, yeah, so that's that was how it started.
0: Yeah, I noticed in your IMDb that you had acting, you had producing, you had directing. So I was wondering about that, about... Uh, is that something you prefer to kind of keep your toe in all the different sides of it or are you kind of now more firmly i'm going to be a director kind of a thing
1: yeah i i, I suppose it's the latter i think mm-hmm. that it's grown into just being more of a director it it, it brings me i i love it the most it's mm-hmm. the i enjoy the most so that's that's just the natural progression of that also nobody's giving me acting roles so i'm just <laughs> no i'm directing
0: yeah, well I, if you're directing, I guess you could give
1: yourself roles. Yeah, I know. What when am I gonna direct a Hallmark movie and star in a
0: Hallmark yeah. movie at the same time? Or you like, can start out being like the kooky best friend. Yeah. And then and then transition.
1: Yeah, maybe. like baby baby steps, right?
0: Yeah. I'll start mm-hmm.
1: out background, then I'll give myself a couple lines.
0: Yeah. I'll never, or, I'll
1: never be the male hunk. I'll never be the male hunk.
0: <laughs> or you could uh be like the villain in a mystery ah, okay. murderer cool that'd be fun after this yeah <laughs> you mean like an extra tea garden villain i could see that <laughs> yeah, love it. uh wow very cool what is what is it that you like about what's your favorite part of directing
1: huh, what's my favorite? i really love working with actors i think uh, coming from that background that i just described earlier uh, yeah, I just love that collaboration of like figuring out a scene, talking to actors. I love being like a personal psychologist to each of the different performers and what they need. Um, but I guess that would be top of the list, but I like it, all of it. I love working with crews. I love e- executing like a cinematic vision. Uh, I really enjoy all of it.
0: mm mm-hmm so who gets to make kind of what decisions in a movie versus you have your producers who are making decisions you have directors making decisions you have director of photography making decisions editors making decisions how does that all kind of happen you've got your screenwriters making decisions how does that all kind of happen in your roles I kind of think of the director sort of the CEO of the movie is that accurate you'd say
1: is the director the CEO of the movie? Pro- maybe, maybe not. I would say he's probably like the creative director,
0: uh-huh.
1: but there's uh, y- y- people above the director who you know can also have final say. And, right. Um, can either block or steer that creative vision in certain directions. Uh-huh.
0: Um, you
1: know, it's really it really depends on the project. I mean, if you're doing any, I- I've done indie films that I've written and directed where. Perhaps it feels like I'm the CEO, I have a bit more control. And um, then, you know, when I do a Hallmark or a Lifetime movie, uh, it, there's, there's more cooks in the kitchen and obviously it's, you know, within um, the brand that exists with the network. And so you have a lot more support and it's actually it can be a positive thing because you're founded mm-hmm. by really intelligent people, both on the executive and the producerial level who can guide you and help you and steer you and make the product better in the long run. So yeah, it depends.
0: Yeah, interesting. Uh, so your first movie for Hallmark, I think, according to IMDb, it was Somerville. is that correct? Correct, correct. So that movie, how did you end up getting involved in that project?
1: Um, so that Larry Grimaldi uh, hired me, who's a wonderful producer at Marvista. And he saw uh, an indie that I made uh, called Three Night Stand, with Megan Rath and Emmanuel Shrieky and Sam Huntington. Anyway, he I think he, I think he liked that. I don't know. Uh, and so, and so he hired me to uh, to direct Summer Villa.
0: So what was that like? That that movie I I enjoyed that movie. So you had to kind of create, Paris, Like you had to create France in Montreal. Which is maybe I mean there's a lot of influences there, so maybe that wasn't that hard, or was that hard, or what was that like uh it was yeah,
1: I, I mean i sure there was things that helped French inspired architecture, French signage that helped um in the execution, I mean it was still a challenge, but I, I think it I think it helped, yeah, it was probably I think that's why they shot it in Montreal,
0: yeah. You also had to do a lot of food scenes. Was that uh, challenging?
1: Yeah, it was challenging. We had my buddy who's a chef, Dan Geltner. He he came and he was like the, the chef, like consultant. So he was helping Victor
0: get like, um, you know, I don't know, showing him how to cut, whatever. <laughs> well, you have her, you have him, you have him cooking and then you also have the teenager cooking.
1: Yeah, right,
0: right. Too in that, yeah her name, uh, but- uh but yeah so you have a lot of cooking scenes in that movie
1: i did have a lot of, yeah there were a lot of cooking scenes in that movie i'm trying to remember i don't i don't like you know actors never want to eat anything and so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was i you know it is a challenge it's like is it cold is it doesn't look good like i mean i'm not a food expert i don't know i just like winged it i mean that's I'm not- like
0: that if, if you've seen that tiktok of uh, uh, actors eating it's pretty funny where they just like, oh, put it down. <laughs> it's like they never actually—I don't know. It's just pretty funny because they never want to actually eat something, which I get, and because it, it causes continuity problems too. So,
1: yeah, and in these movies too, there's always always like cookies, like
0: cupcakes.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're always trying to get out of find ways to not eat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, but that that must have been a pretty fun one to work on, though. Is your first Hallmark movie?
1: You know, I got so lucky with that one first of all, because Larry was very cool as a producer, and we worked. He came up, and we did it together. So that was like a really fun collaborative experience. And then with Hillary Burton and Victor Webster, like I didn't even cast them. You know, that was just like yeah. then Hallmark who did it and sometimes i think it can be a bit of you know just roll, roll of the dice with these movies for a director because you don't um sometimes you're not part of the conversation anyway but then they came up and like they were terrific uh, hillary was such a wonderful actor actress to work with she really you know these movies move pretty quick we don't have a uh really we're not shooting the departed we don't have like we're not doing a scene a day it's it's you're moving fast and hillary just like nails it take one take two take three they're all different uh she's so, so fantastic and victor too you know the thing i like about victor is that he has sort of like a. Uh, he's such a hunk, but there's like a little bit of darkness to him. There's like something yeah. lingering other, under the surface, but then he's also very sweet and sensitive. So he was a joy to work with too.
0: Well, yeah, he has that bit of an indie, just a little bit of an indie quality, I think him because he's all like Mr. Adventurer and going out on all these these travels and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it, it gets, I, I, I agree. I, I can see that with the yeah,
1: edge. He's, he's like a jiu-jitsu master and he has yeah. jiu-jitsu in cars like he'll like fight people like inside a car for
0: fun <laughs> i hadn't heard that one that's interesting <laughs> but yeah it must be frustrating because so much of the success of these movies depends on the chemistry of the actors which is totally outside of anybody's control You either have it, like, everything can look right on paper. These people should have, just like when you're going on a date, it can look great on paper and then no chemistry at all. And I I feel like that sometimes happens with these movies. That's like, wow, I really thought these two people would be great. And so I, but it just, I don't know, it's just not there. And, uh, and so I, I think that that must be frustrating from a, a creation standpoint to have something that's so ephemeral be so key to the success of your movie.
1: You must be a chemistry expert, <laughs> so many times. Try. Things, right, you have, how quickly can you make the call? I'm curious, like on, can you tell right, right away when they're on screen together if it's gonna work or not?
0: Um, not always, sometimes, yes. You can definitely tell within the first 10 minutes that this is not working and uh but then like for instance there's there was a terrible uh hallmark movie uh about barbecue uh a season of love or something like that anyway um with but i actually enjoyed the film because even though i thought all the barbecue stuff was terribly executed (laughs) i really liked autumn Reeser and mark lucas they had really good chemistry and were really charming together and so it worked for me uh, and, uh, so, you know, sometimes the m- not very good movies can be saved by really good chemistry. And then there do have times when it's like, eh, not the best chemistry, but like a really solid script can, uh, and, perf- and can elevate it. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe it's not always a deal breaker, but it's a big factor in whether uh, I think a film works or not, uh, yeah, is, know. uh, is that chemistry and that's so, I don't know. It's 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 so ephemeral. I think it's 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 hard to pin down.
1: Yes. I I, I would say that there's a as a director, there's a lot of anxiety with these yeah. movies in week one as you're watching those first scenes and you know, at the read through, the first time they're on camera together, exactly what you're talking about. That just question mark is in your head, is this gonna work or yeah. not gonna work? Because so much lies on the chemistry of the two leads.
0: Yeah. Hi, everybody. We'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Care Of. And Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. What they do is they have high quality products that meet personalization If you go onto their website, takecareof.com, you can take their online quiz. And this quiz is a five-minute quiz that asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help you address your specific wellness goals. It only takes a few seconds, and when I took the quiz, we were able to narrow it down to my sleep needs being my highest point of concern, and we were able to get the vitamin plan that I needed for that concern of's holistic online quiz is like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your home. They have products that are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products. And you have recommendations come in daily, individualized wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into routine. And I think if you were looking for a stocking stuffer or a gift for a athlete or uh, anybody really in your life, I think that a subscription to Care of is a perfect choice. Right now, the seasons are changing. It's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Care-of's products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in these colder months. So check out Care-of. I think you'll really enjoy the products and it could be perfect for anybody in your life you're looking for a unique, thoughtful gift. Check out Care-of for 50% off your first Care-of order. Go to takecareof.com. ofcom Enter code hallmarkies 50 That's 50% off your first Care-of order. Go to takecareof.com. ofcom Enter code Hallmarkies50. You must just be watching dailies being like, ah, it's going to work. <laughs> uh, well, so then you had A Majestic Christmas, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed as well. Okay. And <laughs> I I really, I particularly loved the scene in this movie where they're dancing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that cool.
0: was so good. Yeah. Uh, how did that all happen?
1: Um, I'm trying to remember. I I feel like it wasn't originally in the text. And then we cast Christian Vincent, who's a professional dancer. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he was a backup dancer for like Britney, Madonna. Um, so that was his former life. And now he's an actor and a dance teacher, I believe. Uh-huh. Great guy. Uh, and so I think we rewrote it because... I'm pretty sure that's what happened. We're like, oh my God, we gotta use this guy's skills. And so he choreographed it and, and uh, ch- taught it to Jerrica.
0: I really liked that scene. I thought it was really romantic and I don't know, just really fun.
1: Yeah, they uh, they, were, they were wonderful those two.
0: Yeah, and I really liked Jerrica. I wish we could get her uh, in more Hallmark movies. I think she was super thing? sweet. I don't think so. I think she's in shows, maybe just No, we haven't gotten her since But I would love to have her back She was really, really fun, I thought
1: Cool, yeah, she's great She's great, good at Yeah. You.
0: So was that, that your first Christmas movie That you did? Yeah,
1: that was my, up. Yeah, that was the first Christmas movie yeah.
0: So what is that like Making a Christmas movie Getting all the snow Coordinating all that kind of stuff What's that like?
1: Uh, it's in the
0: summer probably
1: <laughs> it's like a ridiculous challenge like yeah. i think the the first day on majestic christmas was like 100 degrees outside and we're trying to make the fake snow uh like again it's day 1 everyone's rusty no i mean it um it's a, it's a it's a real challenge like it adds a whole other element because as you know with these movies uh, we joke around that there needs to be Christmas in every frame, right? So whether that's snow or lights or Christmas trees or whatever, it's something you have to be cognizant of and have inside the frame, uh, as a constant. And, um, yeah, when you're in the, it's the summertime and you're shooting it, it's not easy.
0: Yeah, I would think that would be really hard And, and and to, I don't know, just get that uh, get that spirit of the season in every shot it's got to be a challenge uh, and you got to get uh i don't know the, the getting the we kind of joke about the garland you got to have it on every single piece of molding in the house <laughs> it,
1: it, it's ubiquitous element and uh yeah, and it, you know what It what happens often is there's a lot of um, sort of improvising with the cinematographer, right? Because you become quite limited. There's always a tree, like there's always some tree that doesn't belong there because it's a summer tree with leaves on it in the frame. So you're juggling your VFX budget and your producer's like no, we don't have enough money <laughs> to shoot that because we can't rub out that tree. So then you're trying to figure out how you can shoot to avoid the grass and the green and the trees and make sure there's snow everywhere. So it's, it's a juggling act.
0: Yeah. I would think so. And uh, working with the 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 people i still have yet to been able to interview a props person. I've been dying to to find out about all that, how that's all coordinated as far as getting the snow and all of that. Uh, but it's got to be just, I don't know, a crazy experience.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that now production companies are accumulating mm-hmm. decorations. Like Nashama, who's the uh, production company that work in Canada that works with Marcus, that's run by this guy Arnie persky who's really cool. I think they have like a warehouse of Christmas decorations.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm um, yeah, I'm sure they they do. I uh, but um so. We have Christmas Ever After that is uh, is coming out on Lifetime Channel. And how did you become involved in this project? Uh,
1: again, it was a Mar Vista project. And uh, they just, they they called, I have a buddy um, who I also went to university with who's part of that group that I was talking about way back when, Rob Vroom, who's um, a cinematographer and a producer, he's become a, a really great, uh, producer. So we're sort of like this team in Canada uh, that works in Montreal and Quebec. And so they came to us with the project to see if we could ex- execute it. Um, and uh, so Ju- it was Ju- Juliana Hayes was the po- point person from Mar Vista. And oh. so she came, yeah, she's awesome. And she came over and teamed up with Rob and I to do it in Montreal. So they it just sort of came to us through Mar Vista.
0: So when did Allie become involved in the project, in the planning sort of phases?
1: Yeah, I really credit that to Lifetime and to Juliana in uh,
0: coming up with that idea and hiring her. Was that pretty early on that Mm, she was involved? or a couple weeks out from the shoot. Oh, okay. So not that early on. Um, because. so I I really loved her in this movie. I thought she was so cute. And of course, it means a lot to people to have you know, different representation in film and to have uh, for her in a wheelchair to be the lead in the movie means a lot to certain people and to all of us. And, but I just, I didn't, I, I liked the fact that the movie just treated as, a normal person, which she is. And uh and it wasn't a thing. It wasn't like a part of the plot. And uh and so that's why I was wondering kind of where she was sort of brought in uh, as far as the story went. And uh but I just I thought that she was so sweet and and energetic and bubbly and I just really enjoyed her in this role. And I thought the uh I just really liked that about the movie.
1: I completely agree. I I, I I credit it all to Allie. She's such a good actor, so bubbly, so full of life. Um, off camera, she's an absolute nightmare. I'm just kidding. She's exactly <laughs> she's exactly the same uh, off camera. You know, it's it's hard too for the uh, number one in these movies. So a yeah. short short shooting schedule. They're in every. She's in every scene, and Allie was just so nice to everybody never complained when she was on camera, she would n- nail it every time. I mean, it was really cool working with her. Uh, just such a, she's such a good actor. Um, and to answer the first part of your question, yeah, I guess uh, that was important to me too. And I think it was important to Ali also to, for it to not be like worked into the plot. It was just not important. It's just yeah. this awesome person with she's a great character uh then that's it
0: yeah yeah that was good uh so when you're shooting somebody that's in a wheelchair obviously you have like a height thing that's going to happen and you have to sort of in order to showcase her uh you have to think about what you're doing as far as your photography was that something that was sort of a challenge of how you're going to, because the actor with her is very tall. And uh, and so making that work with the two of them, with her being the forefront, was that challenging?
1: Yeah, I, again, I, I, <clears throat> I, uh, I credit Allie with a lot of it. I talked to her about things in prep and uh, she's engaged right now. So we talked about her relate, she's engaged to this guy, David, um, in New York, and she was talking about their relationship and how he often, you know, will, uh, yeah, come come down to her level to chat. Uh, and so that informed the blocking for me too. You know, I tried to think about things like at the beginning of the film, when they're not totally connecting, I would have Daniel standing more. But then when he is starting to fall for her, uh, I would block scenes seated. Um, just, just uh, little things like that to inf- sort of use the um, use her positioning in the chair to uh, um, be in tandem with the emotion of the story. So that was something, and you know, little like d- detail work too. I don't know if you remember the scene where uh, she st- stuck out her hand and Daniel took it and pulled her up this little ramp and mm. sort of. The snow is falling and it's about in the middle of the movie and so that came from Allie too she was the, you know saying how it's a romantic thing that sometimes her and her partner do that uh, you know they'll hold hands like that and they'll walk down the street together so I, I looked to Ally for a lot of it but then also yeah it informed it. it definitely informed the shooting
0: yeah that's interesting yeah uh so the the script why don't you tell people a little bit about what the movie's about those yeah, stories both.
1: uh she is um she, a uh character am I blank on her character's name izzy played by al yeah. <laughs> <is>, uh, <laughs> she's a romance novelist and uh she writes these harlequin this harlequin series with this uh man named Desmond who is the I guess her Fabio in a way right he's in all of Mm -hmm. her books and so there's cover art to these books and at the beginning of the movie we see what this dude Desmond looks like anyway then she goes to this lodge that she goes to every Christmas and there is a guy who's there who is like identical to Desmond (laughs) played by Daniel Masso
0: it was so funny and I love how she just was like freaking out. I She just was so like, ah! <laughs> I really thought that was funny and they must have been had a blast making those book covers. Daniel, yeah, Daniel. It must have been really fun.
1: Yeah, we shot the book covers. We put Daniel, he was a good sport and all sorts
0: of things. <laughs> yeah. These racy racy uh, that must have been fun to write and also to shoot those but write those like steamy uh sections of these novels and then and then you have these book covers which were really funny i thought yeah, and he
1: was a good
0: sport yeah and so this is written by a t- a two is two writers uh in katrina matthewson and tanner bean is what it said on imdb yes um now, were you so? Did you work with them throughout the process of the uh, of the of the story, as far as as far as the filming, and everything?
1: No, uh, I came I, I came on board. Um, maybe I was involved in one pass of notes uh, that they incorporated. Then the script was over to us, and we made changes along uh-huh. the way, but they wrote a great script and we really yeah. stick to the script a lot but you know i always like to use the same thing as we did with christian and majestic christmas with the dancing Ali is a tony award winning actress right she's she has an amazing voice so then we wrote i we rewrote that scene where she sang yes. things like that um, just catering to the actors and of course you know there's like little changes on set we add in jokes things like that but we pretty much stuck to the, to the great script that they wrote
0: Yeah, I really liked, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, so I wouldn't say particularly, but I just, I thought the script was very witty and funny, and it allowed her to kind of be a slightly crazy person about Christmas, which is, of course, I love, and uh, I don't know, I just thought it was charming, and they had a nice banter between them. I liked the, uh, his dad, I thought was really fun, and the way he was just kind of like, son, what are you doing? (laughs) I get with it he was good I liked him and he's like I'm gonna go on the air and hurt my ankle it's living life like that's what you do he was really good uh, and uh so um
1: Daniel was great also yeah he played Matt
0: yeah he was really funny I like I mean he was really I really enjoyed him too and I she, he says that uh uh, he says that she's confusing confounding and a little bit exciting <laughs> that was really good that was good yeah. uh, and I also liked the whole uh, thing that uh, when she gets oatmeal raisin cookie oh, yeah. and, and then she's like Desmond would never cookie shame <laughs> that was funny because <laughs> I mean oatmeal raisin for Christmas I don't know about that that's yeah. controversial no, no. I
1: agree. I agree.
0: But yeah, that was, I was gonna ask you about the singing scene. Hmm. Uh, that was a treat. How did, so how did you decide on that song?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I was just, I just searched for Christmas. Oh no, right. Because the scene was about a wassail tradition, right? They're like mm-hmm. having Mold Cider. So Tatter and, and uh, Katrina wrote that it was a Mold cider scene. So then I just looked for Mold cider songs and I found that one uh, and I liked it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, so I guess, how did you end up casting Daniel? How did you, um, how did he end up?
1: Yeah, that one I actually was a bit more involved, uh, involved in. We were, Ali was cast first. So then we were looking for the male, uh, we were looking for the male lead and um, he came up. We went to, and we went to the same high school, so his older sister is a really good friend of mine. And I never worked mm. with Daniel before. I'm two years older than him,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but I'd seen some of his work and knew he was a great actor. I knew he was a really cool guy and nice person. And like I know his whole fa- I know his whole family. His parents are lovely too, uh, and yeah. So we cast him, and he was awesome. Like he did a really really good job. Like he. Mm. Yeah, he's handsome. He's smoldering, but he's also vulnerable, and he's funny, and he has great hair. He was the whole package.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I really liked how, like, him putting up the uh, the, the decorations, him trying to do uh, new, different things without being a jerk about it. And I don't know, it was fun. Uh, them working together was very seamless. I think
1: he's a smart actor.
0: Hmm and i also liked this is just a little thing but i liked your song selections throughout the movie i felt like it had a very jazzy feel yeah. to it uh, and there were sort of because a lot of times these christmas songs are very these christmas movies have very weird song choices very generic like they're like i'm singing about christmas and you're like what's this song i've never heard this song but i liked all these and i felt like it had kind of this jazzy feel to the songs, which I liked.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I enjoy mixing a lot of score with source music.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, I hate a lot of Christmas songs. So we tried, <laughs> we tried to go a good direction with
0: them. Yeah, you did a good job. I noticed very good um well i really liked the movie i thought i loved the ending i won't spoil it of course for our our listeners but i i thought the ending was really sweet i liked their chemistry i liked the side characters i thought it was funny i loved the whole scene when they get locked in her room together and she's mad about the floorboards i that was funny to me. I just really enjoyed it. And I hope everybody else really enjoys it too. I think you will. Um, so I think I appreciate. So we'd like to end our podcast with some fun, silly questions. So are you ready? Okay. Okay. Not that the previous questions have not been silly, but here we go.
1: It's First so-
0: question. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday drink?
1: Uh, my favorite, I guess I like eggnog. Yeah, I I could, yeah I okay. can get down with some eggnog.
0: Good. All right. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat, and we won't cookie shame you. I promise.
1: Uh, a pumpkin pie. <laughs> I enjoy pumpkin. I enjoy. Well, but that's not Christmas, right? Uh, Did you
0: say pumpkin pie? I or, say pumpkin pie. Or, yeah. yeah. Thanks, I, I think it could count. It's it's a Bridgeway treat. <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, all right. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh God. Now that we know that you don't like a lot of them.
1: <laughs> no comment uh, my favorite uh oh i like uh elvis blue christmas
0: oh ah, okay good do you have a classic christmas movie that's your favorite
1: oh can i take that back sorry george michael last christmas
0: oh ah, okay good well, do you have a favorite classic christmas movie
1: uh I like Die Hard and there I like
0: Scrooged. We okay. Well, all right. Sounds good. Do you have a favorite holiday tradition you do every year?
1: Um, trying to not uh, fight with my family. While I'm <laughs>
0: That's my favorite holiday tradition too. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Which do you prefer, Scrooge or the Grinch?
1: Um, uh, Scrooge.
0: <laughs> okay. Clear lights or colored? Clear. OK, good. Uh, would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? A snowball fight. OK. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? No. 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 <laughs> OK, very good. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater?
1: Uh, I definitely have some ugly sweaters, but I don't know if they're Christmas-y. <laughs> I, I just have ugly sweaters in my real life.
0: Yeah just year round you yeah. celebrate all year it? very good okay very good well you passed the test you answered all the questions thank very good. well thank you so much for coming on and talking with us it's always so interesting to get those behind the scenes of the movies and i will be excited for everybody to watch this movie i hope they really enjoy it christmas ever after like i did and i don't know if you do you have any social media or anything like that you want to share uh
1: I mean Good. I have an I think I have an Instagram but I posted like six photos it's Pat Kylie okay Pat.
0: <laughs> great well thank you very very much for coming on we really appreciate it and uh yeah make sure that you're following the podcast the homework is podcast and homework is pod all over social media and if you are listening on, on iTunes please leave your ratings and reviews We really, really appreciate that. And we also, if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We have our Patreon group, merch store, all that fun stuff. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And thank you so much, Pat. This was really fun to get to do. We really appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.